It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. If you just listen to Chris Canty, the Eagles might be Super Bowl champions today, but they didn't, and they're not. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP of Super Bowl 57, is scheduled to join us in just 20 short minutes from now. Make sure you are locked in for that we are presented, uh, as, as I said, by Progressive Insurance and Kenty. You know, listen, we have talked all day about the penalty. We have talked about breaking down the game as a whole. But it's amazing. You already start to look forward a little bit. And as we look at the odds, what they're looking like on Caesar Sportsbook for next year, as you would expect, the Chiefs are at the top at plus 575 right now. So a little shy of 6-1. to one. But then I am shocked at what we have going on beneath it with the San Francisco 49ers. We don't even know who their quarterback is right now, and we already have them as the second favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, that's a surprise to me, Colin, especially given what we've seen from the Eagles and knowing that the Eagles have not one but two first-round draft picks to work with this offseason to help infuse this roster with even more talent. So I'm surprised a little bit that San Francisco is as high up. Maybe they know something about the quarterback situation going on this offseason with the Niners that we don't know. But, but Carlin, to, to roll with Trey Lance or Brock Purdy or some combination of the two and not have a clear and obvious upgrade, I don't know if I can vault you to having the second best odds of anyone at being able to win 2023 Super Bowl. So as we look beyond that, you've got the Bills – as the third favorite at plus 700, ahead of the Eagles at plus 800, and then the Bengals are at plus 900 to round out the top five. Uh, should the Eagles be number two in your minds ahead of everybody else there? Yeah. Kinda I mean, feels they, like they should yeah, be. Yeah, they should be because they have their roster intact. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, what those guys decide to do with their football futures. But positive sign Lane Johnson decided to have the surgery um to repair that abdominal injury um he's 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 gonna have a go ahead and have that this week so it feels like he's trying to prepare to get himself ready for the 2023 season I, I can't imagine that Jason Kelsey as good as he is wants to go out on this sour note and end it and call it a career so I, I do think that that team comes back intact and you're talking about having a lot of draft capital in order to help this team, you know, kind of spin it forward and, and reload. So, yeah, I, I would have Philly as the second best odds going into next season because they have what I would say the most talented roster in the entire NFL. The Buffalo Bills, they got a lot of free agents calling that are that are impact players on their team that they're not necessarily going to be able to re-sign. So I don't know about them. Um, I would certainly have Philadelphia in front of San Francisco and Buffalo. Then I think you've got some value at some teams beneath that outside of the top five. The Cowboys okay. are the sixth favorite at plus 1,600. 
you know, they're ahead of some of the following teams, and I, I feel like the Cowboys, you know, we're talking, we're ranking those quarterbacks earlier. Yeah. We're, we're right now, we're on tier three of the teams as well. Yeah. Because you go Cowboys, Chargers, Jaguars. How about the Jets in the top ten? That's a head-scratcher. That makes you raise an eyebrow. I mean, clearly, if they're, they're going to be there in the top ten odds to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, then they're saying that they believe they're going to go out and get another quarterback because you're not giving them those odds and making them 30-1 to 1 unless you know they're upgrading from Mike White and Zach Wilson. They are no, tied with no De- chance. They are tied with Detroit and Baltimore at 30-1. to 1. I, I have to tell you, I don't hate the Lions at thirty to one. I don't hate the Jaguars at twenty-eight to one. You have talked about the cap issues that they are going to have, but if they can finagle some things, I mean, I I could see the Jaguars taking that step forward next year. And then uh, the the one thing where I don't think there's enough value yet is the Chargers, because mm. I, I, I Kellen Moore may make a huge difference, but you know who is still up top of the running that show, yeah, and that's Brandon just not going to work. Yeah, yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that front, Carlin. And here's the other thing: he's the third best coach in that division. Yep, it, it's going to be hard to be successful when you're going into a, a a a season when you have the third best coach in your own division in the AFC being the tougher of the two conferences. So, as great as Justin Herbert is, I don't know that he can overcome average coaching or coaching that can't be you know a difference maker. And I think that's the point that you start to allude to, the thing that you start to see when you get into games like what we saw last night. Can your coach be a difference maker? Can they make the adjustments at halftime to get your team on the winning side of it? It was clear and obvious that Brandon Staley didn't do that in the playoff game down in Jacksonville because that was a one-sided affair in the second half. That should not have been a game, and it ends up being a loss for the L.A. Chargers. I, there, I, I don't know how that, how that happens. I don't see any other team beyond that that I would jump on. Would I consider the Dolphins? Uh, I don't know. 35 to one's not a bad price, but still, I don't know that there's another team that I would look at. The Rams at 35 to one? I mean, who am I going to look at there? Am I going to, the Broncos, am I going to think that Sean Payton's going to have that big of a difference? Uh, are the Giants going to not take a step back? Like, the Browns. I mean, you, let me ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Browns. I mean, they're forty-five to one. You think Deshaun Watson gets back to being a top ten quarterback? I don't know. If you do, because if you do, if you do think he's going to yeah. get back to being that guy we saw in Houston, then forty-five to one is a great number for the Browns, considering their run game and what their defense is capable of on any given Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely jump on the Browns at forty-five to one. I know people have mixed feelings about the Browns and Deshaun Watson. Whatever you think about the person, think about the player on the field. If he gets back to being a top ten quarterback, then they are absolutely a good bet, a good value at forty five to one to win the Super Bowl. Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app. There's I can't sit here and tell you that between the Bengals, between the Bills, anybody else at this moment, I feel like any of them are close enough to make the challenge. I don't know that the Bengals, and I, I understand what's happened with them and the Chiefs. Are the Bengals good enough to overtake them yet? I, I know they've had their number. I don't think they're quite there yet. I don't think there's anybody right now who is a really serious threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, I would say it's probably the Bengals. I, I think it's the Bengals. I'd like to see um, them be a little better defensively. I'm not sure that Buffalo is there. It, it, you don't know Agreed. what's going to happen. With uh, with um, the rest of the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, you, you don't know what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, I, I would say it has to be the Bengals. If it's not the Bengals, do you really trust the Buffalo Bills with the potential mass exodus with free agents that they have this offseason? I don't know. So, yeah, I would say it's the Cincinnati Bengals and really nobody else that's in that tier. In just 10 minutes from now, Super Bowl 57 MVP Patrick Mahomes is going to join us here on Canty and Carlin. In the meantime, help people affected by the Turkey earthquake. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN. That's redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other Assistance. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. As promised, the MVP of Super Bowl 57 is with us. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Patrick Mahomes joins us right now from Disneyland. And my guess is you probably have not slept yet, Patrick. Congratulations. We appreciate the time. Have you gotten a chance to close your eyes for a few minutes as of yet? Yeah, I've gotten a little bit of sleep, but it's not a lot. Um, but uh, we, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster ride, but uh, we're enjoying it. And my family's here at Disneyland, and uh, it's been fun. <laughs> 
Well, Pat, congratulations on being named Super Bowl MVP. That's the second time you've had that honor to go along with winning the regular season MVP this year. I know a lot of people have been focusing on the penalty that was called on James Bradbury on Juju Juju Smith-Schuster's target at the end in the red zone. But I want to ask you about the short motion that you guys utilized to exploit a tendency in the Eagles' coverage. All of the passing touchdowns came on a short motion of some sort. What was it that you saw in your film study, the the breakdown, that made you guys feel like you had an opportunity to exploit uh, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary with that short motion? Yeah, we we just took a we took one of their strengths and kind of used it against them. They do a great job down there when people motion across the formation um, and try to hit, get get guys on the other side. Um, they they pass it off well. They they communicate well. But, so we utilized that to kind of. To, the, to fake like we were going to do it and then break back out the other way. And it kind of got those guys where they were trying to pass it off, and all of a sudden they had the wrong guy uh, guarding the guy that we were throwing to. Uh, obviously, we didn't think it was going to be that open, um, but we thought we had a good chance to get a, at least a good uh, positive play, and uh, it worked out well for us. that uh, It worked twice, and we were able to get two uh, wide-open touchdowns. Super Bowl 57 MVP Patrick Mahomes joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Patrick, tell us about your ankle at halftime when you aggravated it and when you knew you were going to be able to come back and play and what it felt like in the second half. Yeah, it definitely hurt when I aggravated it, um, but I knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to go out of the game. Nothing's going to keep me out of that game unless uh, the trainers say I can't play. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it definitely didn't feel good. I mean, it didn't feel good the last few weeks here. Um, but I knew if I could just get through these games, win the Super Bowl, I'd have a, I'd have a good time just resting it up in the off season. So, uh, I got to here now and I'll have a, I'll have a long time to get it back to a hundred percent and, uh, and then I'll be ready to go by OTAs. Talking to Super Bowl 57 MVP, Patrick Mahomes on Candy and Carlin. And Patrick, we had the opportunity to talk to your dad a couple of weeks ago and outside of him taking the majority of the credit for all of the good things you're doing on the football field, he did make it a point to acknowledge what Alex Smith did for you during your rookie season. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and how it set you up to have the best six-year start to any NFL career that we've ever seen? Yeah, I think Alex, he just taught me how to be a professional quarterback. I think a lot of young guys don't get that nowadays. Uh, the How you have to go about your business, how do you have to prepare yourself in order to have success on Sundays. Um, and Alex taught me that, and I hadn't learned any of those uh, things, and he didn't have to teach me. I was, I was competing to Kind of, kind of for his spot. So uh, the man that he was, man, he he gave me all the all the keys, and I was able to utilize them to make my own game plan. And uh, I mean, what a guy, man! Uh, I got to talk to him a little bit after the game. I mean, just a a great player and either better person. And uh, he taught me so much that helped my career kind of skyrocket the moment I stepped on the football field. Patrick, take us through the play, that controversial play at the end with the penalty. What did you see with James Bradbury and with Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah, we had a little like a little double move uh, kind of called up, trying to take aggressive. I mean, take a take advantage of their aggressiveness a little bit, and uh, I went to throw the ball, and then all of a sudden, I, I, Juju wasn't there, and I had a guy on my face, so I couldn't see exactly what happened. I knew that when he came out of it, he didn't come out the, as fast as I thought he was gonna. How as we practiced, and I thought he was going to, and then think as you watch throughout the throughout the uh, the film that I've seen on Twitter, at least uh, so far, I mean, he definitely tugged him to kind of get him out of the way of where he wanted to go, and that's the reason the throw was so off target. So um, I'm not going to be throwing it that far off target if not a little bit of tugging's going on. And uh, you, 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 can't, you can't ask for calls or do anything like that or ask for no calls. You just play the game let the rest call it the best they can. And 
that call went our way, where I think a few other calls throughout the game went their way, and that's kind of how football usually happens. Had there been talk among you guys during the game about how they were calling the game? Yeah, I mean, we know I, I've played enough playoff games to know that they let a they let a little bit more grabbing and tugging go on. I think you saw early in the game we tried to throw a ball across the middle to Juju, and they grabbed him, um, and they didn't call it. And I mean, it's just kind of how it plays out. I mean, sometimes they call it. Sometimes you don't, and their jobs as receivers, what we say is to, to keep fighting through it as best as they can to make the refs call it, and um, um, that's what he did. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really complain as much as we could. We just kept playing the game, and uh, they didn't call it the first time. They called it the second. Talking to two-time Super Bowl champ Patrick Mahomes on Canty and Carlin, and Patrick, this, off, this past offseason you saw your team trade away Tyreek Hill, who is the most explosive player in the National Football League. And yet, it seemed like it elevated your play um, in, in terms of what you were able to do, your your understanding of the game. Talk about what kind of adjustments you had to make uh, in order to have the kind of production that we're used to seeing on the offensive side of the ball without Tyreek Hill this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, the best way to explain it is like when you have Tyreek Hill out there, it's like you're taking a test of the cheat sheet. I mean, you have you know, at the end of the day, you can always rely on that guy to make plays happen, and you don't have to necessarily go out there and rely on. Uh, yourself uh, kind of going through the progressions because you know you have a guy that can win every every time one-on-one and uh, what what Veach and uh, Coach Reed did was they brought in a lot of great players and it made me have to take the test and and do it the right way and uh, study and, and make sure I get to my progressions and, and go through the steps that it takes to, to make this offense run at a high level um, and it made me a better quarterback um, and so I did that and we had so many weapons around me that I was able to just go through my reads and get it to the guys I think it's like I credit to those guys man I mean they didn't care who got the who got the ball. They just wanted to go out there and win. And um, you saw Marquez have a great ISC championship game, and Juju have a great uh, Super Bowl. And that's kind of how our season rolled all season long. Which was it was a different guy and Kelsey uh, kind of all year long. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl Fifty Seven MVP, joining Canty and Carlin live from Disneyland right now. Patrick, tell me about Andy Reid. What do people not know about Andy Reid and his relationship with his players? Yeah, I think people know uh, most of it, but I mean, he's just the way he's able to relate to everybody, man. I mean, he really he cares about everyone in that locker room, and I think everyone knows that he cares. That's why everybody that plays with him loves him so much because he cares about you more as a person than he does as a player. And he always wants to win football games to get the best out of you. Um, but at the end of the day, he's going to do whatever he can to get the, uh, to make you a better man when you leave that locker room than when you stepped in. And I think that's why it makes him one of the greatest coaches of all time. Patrick, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but based on some of your comments at your news conference this morning, it seems like you're in favor of offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy taking a job with another team. Why is that? No, I, um, I don't. I don't remember saying anything like that. I love having uh, Eb as, as our offensive coordinator, but uh, I think whatever whatever he has to do to, I mean, I guess try to prove even more, even though he's won two Super Bowls and been in the AFC Championship games with this offense being top in the league for the last five, six years, um, that, that he deserves an NFL head coaching job. But whatever he makes that decision and whatever he does, I support him, man. I support the man that he is. And um, if he has to go somewhere else and prove himself even more to get that head coaching chance, uh, then I'll support him that way. But if he's back here with us, I'll be happy as, I, happy as I've always am. So uh, he's just a great person, man, that's deserved to be a head coach. Um, and I can't wait for him to get his opportunity to show why it's been way past deserved. Patrick, we know how much it, it's got to be incredible to celebrate with your teammates last night, but but take us inside. Was there a moment or two for you that you were able to have quietly and just kind of reflect on, on what had just happened and, frankly, what's happened here through the first six years of your career? 
Uh, I haven't yet. I've been kind of on this this uh, whirlwind ride, uh, roller coaster ride right now. But uh, hopefully, after we finish up these interviews, I'll get a little bit of rest and I can kind of reflect on how great this run's been. Was there a cool moment in particular for you last night besides, you know, actually hoisting that trophy? What was the the moment that you enjoyed the most out of winning that championship? Yeah, I think it was uh, having my kids there with me. Uh, the last one I won, I didn't have any kids yet, and now I have two of them. So I'd have my daughter on that football field, raising up the trophy is a moment I'll forever have. Well, listen, we appreciate it. Congratulations as Congrats, your amazing career continues. It's awesome, man. Congrats. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, and I'll tell you what, you know, the guy's as humble as it gets, but yeah. at the same time, uh, you, you heard him slide one in there, Canty, and I, I really enjoyed hearing this. He said, if I'm throwing it in that area, it's not going to be there. If, if the receiver isn't there, there's got to be a little bit of tugging going on. Well, you have to have <laughs> the utmost confidence, right? And, and that's what you, you see from him, um, and, and it and it permeates throughout the rest of that team, Carlin. And those are the intangibles that we talk about that you need at the quarterback spot. You need that guy to have the utmost confidence in his own abilities because that's going to make you feel more confident as a player, right? If you're a wide receiver, you got to have the confidence that your your quarterback is going to be able to get you the ball in the spots where you can do some work. And, and Pat Mahomes has been able to give all of his teammates that since he's been the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, all credit to him, man. It's an absolutely amazing performance, a gutsy performance, Carlin, on one leg, especially what he did in the second half of that game down double digits. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance in just moments. We had the top five earlier from last night. We will have the bottom five. In case you didn't get a chance to catch it, our interview with Patrick Mahomes will be up on our podcast in just a little while, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, wherever you get your podcast, you, of course, can get the Canty and Carlin podcast. And uh, listen, that guy has put himself, not just in company by himself with the start of his career, but honestly, and I'm including Brady in this, with the level of play, Canty, the first five, six years of your career to accomplish what he has, I don't think there's anybody else who has done that. And it's amazing to me to say that he could quit today and be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's already, in my mind at least, in the top three quarterbacks who ever played the game. Yeah, I mean, selfishly, I don't want him to quit anytime soon. No, Colin. he's not, he's 20, obviously. He's 27 years old. But here's the other thing, and, and this is just remarkable when you think about it. He's a top three quarterback all time, and he might not be number three. He might be behind Tom Brady, and that's it. I mean, I know Joe Montana was a bad dude, and you know a lot of the offensive stuff that they did was was on the cutting edge of the time and kind of ushered in the era of football that we're seeing now with the West Coast offense. But, Carlin, I mean, the physical abilities of Patrick Mahomes, the arm talent, the second reaction plays, the field vision – not to mention the intangibles. I, I just the competitive greatness that we've seen from him over and over and over again. Whether it was the third and long in Super Bowl Fifty Four to Tyree Kill, or it's being down thirteen seconds in the divisional round to the Buffalo Bills last year. I mean, this year, you know, seeing what he did down double digits in the Super Bowl again to the Philadelphia Eagles and finding a way to win on one leg. I, I mean, Carlin, he keeps having these moments, and and it's getting hard to ignore. The, how special this guy is. So 
I'm with you, man. Top three and maybe not three. Like that, that's, that's where Pat Mahomes is when we start talking about the GOAT conversation. Well, earlier, Canty had the top five. You know what that means. Time for the bottom five. Which teams were great? Breaks a tackle at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted! He couldn't hang on! This is the NFL Top 5, Bottom 5. Here's Carlin with the bottom five. Number five. My pick. How did I pick them yesterday to win by two touchdowns? Canty, I mean, why didn't you talk me out of it? Honestly, I was completely How am I going to talk you out of it when I thought that the Eagles would win by double digits? Well, I thought the Eagles right. would win by double I thought it would be a 10-point margin of victory. I think I called the game 34-23. And I so, said 34-20. For all you haters out there, here you go. Here's your pound or 50 of flesh. Yes, I was wrong. I hope you enjoyed it. That's all you're number getting. Number four. Number four, Canty. I- I'm going to turn... To the Eagles' defensive line here. Man, I was so disappointed. They really did not play well throughout the course of that game. You made the points earlier about Patrick Mahomes' 25-yard run uh, that really set them up to win the game. But not one sack all night long after 70. Not one. Only two hits in the pocket. Come on. That's unacceptable. I don't care how good that offensive line was on the other side. You have got to find a way to apply more pressure to Mahomes and make life more difficult. You gave the stat the other day. What was he lifetime? Seven and nine when he got hit ten times in a game? Nine and seven when he gets hit more than ten times, and that's over the last three years. Yeah, well, didn't happen last night. Not at all. That was a big factor in their loss. Number three. You know what? Michael Strahan, enough. Enough. <laughs> Enough. We get it. I, I was waiting on somebody it. to call him out, Carlin. I was waiting on this. The I was waiting on that this. that I have to watch Michael Strahan at the end of halftime run off camera and go fanboy all over Rihanna, who, by the way, blew him off like a piece of lint. I mean, honestly. You don't need to go running after Rihanna in that spot to show that you know her just because you interviewed her uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. That was ham and egg stuff, Canty. Come on. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I'm a need for Michael Strahan not to cloud chase in that situation. And I don't like going giant on giant crime, Carlin. But, I mean, it was a little bit obvious under the circumstances and, dare I say, inappropriate. Yes. When my wife felt uncomfortable about it, I knew that there was something wrong with it. Yeah. And by the way, Fox made sure to show the whole thing. I, if, if I were Strahan, I don't know if I would want them to show that. But at any rate, that was a bad Number job. Number two. Listen, the field conditions were an abomination. And we I know a lot of people have talked about it. Canty, I told you earlier I was texting with different people around the league. This is, I'm going to read verbatim. One text that I got from a coach in the league. Field conditions were embarrassing. We played on that field this year. It sucks. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know what's going on out there, but, you know, that stadium's not new. It's been around for 15 years. Can we get that straight? They roll that field in and out. Uh, you have to find a way to make sure that that field is in playing condition and we're not dealing with people getting injured. That was what I was most concerned about throughout the night. Number one. 
and you're going to hate this. What we got? Uh, the fact that they made the call when they did, late in the game. I, I, All I want from my officials is consistency. And they hadn't called it all night long. They hadn't made one holding call on either side all night long. And while it was, it was by definition a penalty, there is no way that the official can throw that flag on James Bradbury and rob America of a great finish to the game. That was absolutely unforgivable in my mind. Was it a penalty? Sure. Yes. But not in the spirit of the whole thing. So basically the refs are supposed to look at time and score and make the decision on whether or not to throw the flag. No. The refs are supposed to be consistent with how they've called it all night. That's all I want. That's all I want. I don't want to look at the scoreboard. So don't call a penalty when you see a penalty. Just because you haven't called one all night. If you haven't called one all night, and I'm sure there were plenty of times there was holding, as another guy put to me in a text today, there's holding on every play. It's every play, Carlin. Sometimes the refs don't see it. Sometimes they do. So apparently they didn't see it 90 other times last night, but they saw it in the most crucial spot. You're you're right, Carlin. I would hate the worst thing on your bottom five. I would absolutely (laughs) hate it. I do hate it. Because the refs do a bad enough job throughout the regular season. As a matter of fact, there's only one person that thinks the refs do a good job, and that happens to be the head of the whole damn NFL, Roger Goodell. He's the only one that thinks the officials do a good job. Everybody else thinks the officials suck. Now, we all recognize they have a hard job to do. But on top of how difficult their job is, you also want them to be subjective in recognizing the situation and recognizing how they've called the game all game long and decide whether or not to throw a flag if they see a clear penalty. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. What do we do, Canty? What do we love to do? We like to to make people money. And we will do that next. Play of the night on the way on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Most of my Super Bowl uh, wagers were out the window because of my uh, selection of the Philadelphia Eagles. So oh, your parlays, your parlays. Yeah, it, parlays and, you know, just I did a couple of I, – I don't love doing props alone. Yeah. So, you know, I tied a couple of them together. But, like, if the Eagles had won, I would have won, like, two five-leg parlays. That oh, were not wow. They were not paying huge numbers, but they were paying well, you know. But no, no. They no. The, I was about the, to say some of the props tanked. that we isolated, the player props were pretty good. Oh like yeah, Jaylen, our player Jaylen props. Hurts, Jalen Hurts going over thirty-one and a half pass attempts. Devontae yep. Smith over five and a half catches. Yep. We nailed both of those. Yep. I mean, those <laughs> we didn't even have to sweat for those. <laughs> the only one that we did not hit out of the player props was Mahomes to throw a pick. But we had Devontae Smith over receptions, Jarek McKinnon over two and a half receptions. That's right. Uh, Mahomes passing attempts, we had the under of 38 and a half. Which we hit. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and then the total for the game, we had the over 51. So there you go. we did pretty well on those. But yeah. we got to get to tonight because, as we know, we need to deliver your play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, Canty. Uh, little NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, late night action as we have got the Portland Trailblazers hosting the LeBronless Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, we have got a nice little three. Leg same game parlay over on Caesar's Sportsbook for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna stay oh, away yeah. from the game itself. Portland is uh, two and a half point favorites, but the over is two thirty eight and a half. And you have noticed with the new guys that uh, maybe the Lakers playing a little more up and down. Yeah, I mean they only scored one hundred nine points in their win against the Warriors on Friday night, but they 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 pushed the pace a little bit more with this new lineup with these new guys on the team. So going up against a team like Portland, I'm imagining that you're you're going to see a lot of points, a lot of back and forth in this matchup. So I like the over uh, two thirty eight and a half. I, I just do, Carlin. Okay, do. that coupled with one that caught my eye right away, D'Angelo Russell over seventeen and a half with LeBron out. That could be a Lockadini. Oh, yeah. 17 and a half. Oh, yeah. And then Rui Hachimura to make a three. I like that. I like that. Rui Hachimura to make one three point shot. Having said that, you know that's going to be the one that kills us tonight, right? Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't give us the KO. I'm not trying to manifest anything, okay? I don't Don't want the guy to go out there and shoot 0 for 6 from three. Don't do it. <laughs> so that's our three-leg same-game parlay. Not a huge payout, plus 360, but we think three things you time together, you might have a winner on your hands. Over 238.5 in the Lakers-Blazers game. Over 17.5 D'Angelo Russell points. And over uh, one half, in other words, one make of a three from Rui Hachimura for the Lakers. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Canty, I'm I'm getting to the point with Zion where I just can't. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's out multiple weeks with this hamstring injury, uh, aggravated it a little bit, and I mean, honestly, 
Are we ever going to get a full year? Are we going to ever get 60 games out of Zion in a season? Carlin, he hadn't played in over a month, and now you're hearing the president of basketball ops, David Griffin, saying that it's going to be multiple weeks post-All-Star break before Zion is ready to get back on the court. Oh, Carl, you're talking about two months. I mean, you, you, how is a team supposed to compete for a championship when you're talking about one of your stars, I guess the most talented player on the team, being out for two months? Ugh. Two months? That's not I, sustainable. And we it, keep having this conversation about Zion. There's a reason why we haven't seen a lot of guys with his body type have success in the NBA. It's because they can't have longevity, Carlin. It's just such a shame because he's amazing to watch when he's out there. But, dear yeah. God, he's not out there nearly enough. No. Canty, uh, Jay Glazer dropped this one yesterday. Uh, Sean Payton interviewed Rex Ryan for his defensive coordinator mm. position. How about that? That was this past week. I actually like it. And here's the thing, Carlin. I know Rex has a lot to say, and most of it we don't agree with. But Rex Ryan can coach his ass off when it comes to defense now. They certainly can. If if your last name is Ryan, you're pretty good at being able to coach the defensive side of the ball. His brother Rob was outstanding. And, of course, his daddy, Buddy, was one of the best. So, I mean, it, it just, listen, they know defense. Sean understands offense. Two of those, two of those guys being able to get together. I, it makes a whole lot of sense, especially when you're in a division where you got up a go up against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year. So, Carlin, I, I, I like the direction that Sean Payton is trying to take this program. We're bringing in a no-nonsense, strong personality like Rex Ryan, a guy that you could almost let be the coach of the defense. Uh, and then Bryce Harper. Uh, at the Phoenix airport this morning, leaving after the Super Bowl, a fan came up to him. Bryce signed his own shoe and gave it to the fan. So he was walking through the airport with one shoe and one sock. <laughs> we love to see stuff like that, man. That's why we love sports, Carlin. That's fantastic. What a job by Bryce Harper. And listen, I enjoy watching the guy play, and that's just its awesome when you get to hear uh, stories like that. Absolutely tremendous. I wonder if he'd sign the other shoe for somebody else. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.